Hi, this is Roshan and welcome to Shift Left. Shift Left is my attempt to form a counterculture to the popular beliefs around us which seem to be failing at scale. Each of my episodes picks up on one such belief or value and explores its impact with some deep research. I recommend you enjoy these episodes with a hot cup. I'm extremely thrilled to announce that my debut book Shift Left a counterculture narrative towards emotional well-being is out now on Amazon India and Amazon all across the world in paperback and Kindle formats. Do pick your copy today. Feel free to reach out to me, read my blogs and listen to my podcast on roshanshetty.com. Hi and welcome to Shift Left. On the episode today we have the strong, the energetic, the focused and also the lovely Hana Sim speaking on everything about fitness. Hana is Israeli by genes but very much a citizen of India and Mumbai. She is a certified trainer and a nutritionist from the American Council of Sports Medicine. She has international certifications in body combat, body balance, RPM and Zumba among many others. Currently she's a freelance lifestyle management coach and also a CrossFit L1 and TRX internationally certified coach. Well, that's not all as she also has an impressive portfolio into modeling and acts and has featured in ad campaigns for Samsung, Godrej and the Olympics 2020 India anthem, Spiker, etc. To top it up, Hannah is also a Reebok India athlete and an optimum nutrition athlete. Welcome to the shift, Hannah. Compliments of the season, and how have you been? Hey, Roshan, I'm good. Uh, it's actually my favorite time of the year. So, yeah, I'm doing very well, and uh, compliments of the festive season to everyone as well. All right. Right. So, Hannah, tell us how did you get onto this fitness journey? What was one thing that played in your head to ditch the sedentary lifestyle you had and make fitness an integral part of it? That's a really long story, but I try to keep it as short and precise as possible. Um, It wasn't, I would say, a sudden or conscious decision. Um, I remember as a teenager, I was really obese, really unfit. I couldn't even walk half a kilometer without getting out of breath. I was, I think, approximately 90 kgs and I was uh, a little short, I mean, say around 5'3 at that point of time, which is really a lot of weight for a woman or a girl. Um, I was still a popular student. I was very studious, so I was a topper in school and I had a lot of friends, teachers liked me. So I wouldn't call it peer pressure. But whenever I used to go out shopping for all the birthday parties and school functions, etc., I used to step into any store and they used to just tell me that, oh, they don't keep my size. And at that point of time, there was no plus size stores. And... um, Somewhere down the line, it kept hurting me and that accumulation of, you know, there's something amiss maybe. And I specifically remember one incident uh, when I was in standard 10. Uh, We were climbing up these really huge steps because I come from a convent school and uh, one of my closest friends just um, said one statement that, you know, um, if you just lose a little bit of weight, I think you're quite pretty actually. And that stayed on. I'm sure she didn't uh, mean to hurt me or anything. And I'm sure she didn't even realize that that statement 
would be a little turning point for me uh after that i think uh, i started reading about nutrition diet exercise i still actually did not know how fat or obese i was i think uh, i was just like brushing it under the carpet but i started um, cutting down my food for a start and then i didn't have the confidence to join a gym very honestly i used to never wear jeans or track pants or anything i was always covered from head to toe in those long skirts and you know loose blouses and t-shirts and uh, i started off with walking the stairs in my building i used to like do it i i think from 45 minutes all the way up to 2 hours i used to just keep climbing steps with uh, a discman and an ipod and um, slowly i started seeing changes and then uh, i think that egged me on to read about it more uh, to do it more diligently and once people start i think complimenting you and seeing that oh you know you you're looking better and clothes start fitting better i start getting into jeans i remember i got into my first pair of jeans which was a size 36 and then i think um, it just went on from there and fitness became an integral part of my life where it meant joining a gym taking care of my diet completely learning about workouts and from a member studying and becoming a coach so yeah it's been a long journey isn't that astonishing one you had that one epiphany what completely transforms you into something else now hana why i have you on this episode is as we approach the holiday season we would leave into 2021 and there would be hordes of resolution towards a fab body and getting fit but many resolutions fade away what tips you can give to the listeners to stay true to fitness and why they should always have a fitness regime in their calendar i think it's integral to make fitness a part of your lifestyle and daily routine uh don't do it for the quick fixes don't do it for aesthetics i know a lot of people get into fitness and exercise and diet simply for the ro- reason of losing weight or you know um, wanting a flat uh, stomach etc but i think um, fitness is more than that if you are strong if you are agile if you are flexible if you keep a healthy diet and have a daily exercise routine i think the aesthetics any which ways show up so we have a lot of the routines and a lot of these um, quick fixes uh, especially during a new year which is approaching and in fact i think uh, most gyms see a surge of new members in the jan first or second week and even we get a lot of uh, clients in the new year saying that oh you know i want to lose off the holiday weight but uh, yo yo dieting and on and off exercising is probably the worst thing that you can do for your body and especially since now we've just uh, been through a pandemic are still are still in it actually i think it's important to realize the part that health fitness diet exercise plays in your life i mean you could have all the money in the world and if you don't have the health what's the point to lead a happy comfortable life for yourself for your children for your parents to do your daily chores in the best way possible to be a good version of yourself in whatever job that you are doing 
you need good health and that good health comes from rest recovery diet and exercise so what's the point of just getting into a routine where you have a resolution and that resolution afterwards by the time it's march is all gone and then we have another new resolution coming up in 2021 so it's most important to choose something that is consistent that you will be consistent in and um, stick on to it nobody is telling you to go all out suddenly you it's 2021 and suddenly people are like on all these crash diets and then working out 7 days a week and that your body is going to break down so you want to choose something that you can do consistently is good for you and you will be following throughout your life of course the programming will change but like i tell a lot of people that train with me you get up in the morning you brush your teeth you have your breakfast you go to work or you go to school college etc going to the gym or working out at home should be something like that part of your daily routine having a good diet having your meals on time is part of a good routine part of a good lifestyle which is why i say your lifestyle has to include fitness well a quick fixes do not help us in any aspect of life do they really now could you take us through your weekly schedule in the gym what's your approach and what do you plan each day also what is your favorite workout okay let me put a disclaimer to that first uh, please do not copy paste what i do or what anyone else does everyone is different i have been an athlete and a coach for years and been working out religiously so yeah i say um, i think pre lockdown i used to work out 6 days a week but somewhere i think everyone in the lockdown lost a bit of steam and a little motivation that's coming back of course so currently i work out 5 days a week at the max i make sure every day i start off with a minimum of 2 kilometers of run because i used to be a runner a long distance runner and i can't miss my runs um once in the week i do a long run still say anywhere i think let's say 10 kilometers approximately for the rest of the days i think 4 to 5 days i do hit the gym uh, yes even now i'm more inclined towards crossfit style training and functional based workouts since that's something i like honestly i focus on the big lifts so we have your squats your bench press and your deadlift and on some days on the other two days we have your cleans and your snatches so i do the strength part of the work first and i follow it up every time when i hit the gym with some metabolic conditioning or metcon or something which is more hiit based so shorter duration uh getting in more work my favorite workout ah my favorite exercise is definitely burpees uh I know that comes as a shock for many but I'm someone who likes to get a lot of work done very quickly and I think burpees is that one full body exercise that works every part of your body which you can finish fast I, at least that's the way I look at it so yeah um, I don't think I overdo it at all mobility and stretching is part of my daily workout if I do miss a day at the gym or if I do miss working out I program accordingly And yes once in a week I do a long 40 minute chipper 
which is basically um, a mix of exercises which include body weight, uh, cardio based as well as lifting. And yeah, that's about my schedule after the gyms have opened out here. I think that's absolutely true, Hannah. It will be quite difficult for me if I have to copy your schedule. And each one should have their own plan as per their body dynamics and routine. Now, how has fitness and training evolved over the years? How science has helped people in achieving holistic goals with respect to mind and body today? I think uh, awareness is the key word here from aerobics in the 70s and 80s and people, you know, buying these videos of Jillian Michaels and working out at home um, to now actually having personal training over video call. It's awareness, the times have changed and of course the pandemic as well. I would say uh, science, let's just say that fitness is now evolving, especially in India. I think fitness has always been part of the Western culture, but uh, I think in India, it's still growing. I would still say it's growing. I wouldn't say it's grown to its potential. Um, reading up and a lot of the social media and a lot of the channels and a lot of sports have now started um, allowing people a wider view an insight into what fitness and training is all about. I mean, even when you in India now we watch the cricket team and we watch a Virat Kohli's handle or any of these cricketers uh, Instagram handle, you see them doing a snatch and you see them working out in the gym and you see them having a strength and conditioning coach for the sport that they are playing, which is why especially the youngsters have realized the importance of training beyond just weight loss. And um, I'd say we've evolved um, from also just from uh, purely having like a day of legs and a day of chest and back and a day of bicep and triceps to amalg um, an amalgamation of animal flow and CrossFit and HIIT. And I think uh, it will only get bigger and better from here, very honestly. And because um, people have realized that fitness and should realize even more is about your whole well-being so that includes mental health as well and uh, we have to thank like i said we have to thank social media for it we have to thank uh, a lot of the celebrities of um, bollywood and hollywood and uh, sports for uh, i think influencing the youth in a big way also, I would say that reading up an education and more gives you more insights into fitness as a science and even doctors for that matter. I mean, a lot of people um, actually take to fitness when their doctors tell them that, oh, your cholesterol is too high and um, oh, the sugar levels. I mean, you need something for PCOD to get it in check. You need to be some, doing some kind of walk or some kind of exercise. So um, the external environment has actually given more insight into fitness as a routine of your life. Holistic, of course, we have holistic retreats happening now and we have um, yoga camps and so many things which 
weren't accessible probably before and has just grown with time and will grow even further even uh, to my trainers that I train and I always say that fitness also is a booming business and it's going to go even further and I think that um, we are still actually not reach the potential of which that we can reach both as fitness enthusiasts and as a fitness industry in general. Well, technology and social media has definitely catapulted our lives into a different zone. And that's where I distinguish the good and bad between social media and technology and how we can use these mediums for our own betterment. Speaking of transformation, can you take us through your journey from being a gym member to a full-time coach? Um, I think it was something very inevitable, but it was a gradual process. Uh, like I said, I was on this uh, weight loss spree, but I lost most of my weight with home workouts, cardio and diet. And once I had the confidence, I actually managed to join a regular gym. Um, at that point of time, I also, once I had lost my weight and joined the gym, I had started doing uh, television ads and print shoots. So basically, I was into modeling and because it is such a cutthroat industry and you have to look a certain way, um, I used to work out a lot in the gym, which meant cardio, group exercise, strength training, everything. But I had an affinity and I started liking these group classes at Fitness First India, which was the Les Mills group classes. So they had uh, indoor spinning and uh, shadow boxing and dancing, that's Zumba, and um, balance, that is Pilates and yoga. And I started doing a lot of these classes. I also used to take part in every single competition at the gym and uh, marathons around. And as luck would have it, I probably won every single competition that I took part in. And somewhere down the line, at the back of my mind, it was probably there that, you know, maybe I am cut out for the fitness industry. In what way, probably I did not realize at that point of time. But I just enjoyed it so much. In fact, uh, when I had shoots for even the biggest brands of ads, and I used to miss my classes or my workouts. I used to be the most irritable person on the planet. Uh, as luck would have it, uh, we had these international trainers coming down uh, for the certifications of Les Mills classes at Fitness First India, where I used to work out. And uh, the business head of Fitness First actually told me, um, you know, why don't you give it a shot since you're half the time in the gym and you enjoy it so much. So actually, uh, when I took up these certifications and did the courses, I did not think that I would become a trainer. I did it purely because I loved it. And I did about three certifications in the first two weeks itself. And I cleared all of them. This is for group exercise. And um, again, as luck would have it, within a month, the two premier um, female group exercise instructors of the gym I used to work out in were leaving. And thus there was a dearth of group exercise instructors and I was approached once again if I would like to take classes. And I thought, um, yeah, I'd do it part-time uh, when I had time. So in fact, the first, I think the first 30 to 40 group exercise classes that I actually took, I just took it for fun. I did not take a payment for it. And... Um, 
after I got a lot of members doing the classes, enjoying the classes, uh, again, the business head of the gym was very kind enough to tell me that, you know, why don't you actually just get paid for the classes and sign on and come on board? And I thought, yeah, I mean, I could still do my ads side by side and I can still do uh, teach people side by side, which is what I enjoy. So I signed on and I think within a couple of months, I just loved it so much that modeling was completely out of the question. I mean, as much as people would think that, oh, that's a much better industry and higher visibility and you get famous, etc., etc. This was my passion and I had realized it. So it, I think for the first two years, I was just a group exercise instructor. Post that, I uh, did my certifications, that's American Council of Sports Medicine and a couple of others, and became a personal trainer. I worked for Fitness First India for around five years as a nutritionist, as a group exercise instructor, and as a personal trainer. And in around 2017, I uh, resigned from Fitness First and uh, started freelance training since by then, honestly, I had a lot of clients, a lot of experience, a lot of certifications. And I, um, yeah, I took to CrossFit in terms of working out, but in terms of training others, it's an amalgamation of maybe CrossFit functional training, strength training, marathon training, uh, Les Mills group exercises, a mixture of everything because over the years, as a member also, I have experienced practically and learned about vast uh, different spheres of fitness. So yeah, it was, I guess, going from unfit, obese teenager, to modeling, to group exercise instructor, to, to personal trainer, and now freelance coach. Wow, that is so inspiring. What are the biggest challenges you face in training others, and how do you overcome them? Oh, that is a really good question. Uh, I think as a coach, it's especially when you start training someone, uh, there is something that is what a client needs versus what a client wants. And as a coach, it is very, very difficult, especially when you're training a new client, to convince sometimes for the client to do what they need versus what they want. And most people that come to you, come to you for the aesthetics. Even today, if you read most articles and, you know, most people will tell you uh, they want a flatter stomach. You will have those articles saying five tips to get a flatter belly, uh, 21 days to abs and um, 30 days to a bikini body. Hello. That is really not possible. Firstly, there's a not a one size fits all. Secondly, there is nothing. And I repeat nothing called spot reduction you have to work out on your entire body you have to create a calorie deficit if you are looking to lose weight you have to have a combination of cardio and strength training to get a fitter body and still that remains to get a fitter body and not to get a flat stomach I cannot, I'm not a surgeon, I mean, I cannot or any coach cannot just, you know, flatten your belly and the rest of the body will remain exactly the same. No, the fat percentage of yours has to go down and that will go from the overall body. So that would be one thing is how to draw the line and how to explain to a person 
that you know we are doing these 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 exercises or we are following this program because this is what you want oops no no this is not what you want this is what you need um and i'd say initially i'll speak for myself actually initially if i have a new client i think somewhere you do have to give them what they want because if you only give them what they need they won't stick to it so you know drop in a little exercise that they like or give them that little cheat meal because they like that if you give them everything that they don't and just what they need what they need what they need keep drilling it into their head somewhere they won't remain consistent and they will fall off the wagon that i would say is the biggest uh, challenge in training somebody also um i know online training right now is a big boom but i'd say that is definitely a challenge with a visavis um, training in person because an online training cannot give you a 360 degree view and some exercises do require that also every client is different some people do require you in person but yeah i think uh, we're making use of what we have and i think that's doing really really well well that's great you have differentiated between the needs and want of your client and you're able to give them cheat meals and cheat days which helps in the longevity of the regime rather than dropping off from the schedule how do you plan to take your art further and reach out to a larger audience in the new year with the technological advancements that we have at our disposal today um i think there are two actually three things that i plan to do in the future one is uh, have an app of my own but at a level that probably akaila esteems us so something that can reach out to every single person have a bunch of trainers um working with me and different programs for different kinds of people that's one um the second one that i really want to do and i do at a certain level is uh, train trainers train upcoming coaches uh, give them insights into what fitness is like as a profession as a business and how it can be a full time career because a lot of people still think that oh you know he's a personal trainer or she's a personal trainer okay what else do you do i mean no this is not a hobby this is our passion and this is uh, what we have taken as a profession is and it is as noble as being a teacher or a doctor because we are helping people and be the best version of themselves and their health keeping at the topmost priority of our list that's the second one um training trainers like i said and um, i think helping them to grow in this business honestly and taking it really really seriously and the third one uh is to actually uh, further female coaches i'm not being uh, a feminist or anything it's just that uh, when i entered into this industry i think even uh, i think i was just one of the two female trainers in the gym that i worked in and there was about 30 male trainers or maybe more uh so i think it's a great profession for women as well and i would like to see more female coaches into the industry because um, i think they they do very very well they have a way of handling uh, clients and i don't mean only in the fitness modeling or bodybuilding sphere because we do have a lot of uh, female upcoming coaches there but overall in general i would like to see more fit women coming forward and educating themselves and taking this profession 
seriously. So yeah, I'd like to um, further uh, women coaches. I'd like to educate and um, give my insights to trainers and of course have an app which is someday as big as the one Kyla Esteens has. Well, those are fabulous goals for the new year and I wish you all the best to go out there and achieve them. Can you propose a simple 30-minute routine that everyone can follow daily in their schedules of managing work or their studies? Ah, Well, firstly, I never ever say follow the same routine daily because besides monotony, you cannot be putting the stress on the same muscles every single day. So I just give you a brief insight of how to program a little small little workout which you could do at home. So there's something called AMRAPs in fitness terminology, which is as many rounds as possible. That's what it stands for. So for example, I'd say you take three exercises, one which is upper body dominant, one which is lower body, and one which is a core exercise or a cardio exercise, for example. So I've taken push-ups for upper body, squats for lower body, and say mountain climbers is the third exercise. So I'd keep 10 reps of push-ups, 10 reps of squats, and say 15 to 20 reps of mountain climbers, and do a short AMRAP, so a 10-minute AMRAP, which means you have 10 minutes, you go all out and do as many reps as possible of 10 push-ups, 10 squats, and 15 to 20 mountain climbers. That's short, that's doable, you can do it anywhere, and it's something that you can program easily yourself. Now, that's safe for a beginner or somebody who's just stepping into exercise. If you want a longer version, if you are someone, a seasoned pro in exercising, uh, you could also base it on rounds or on time. So when we say time, it's say 40 seconds on, 20 seconds off, or 30 seconds on, 30 seconds off, which means you exercise for 40 seconds and you rest for 20 seconds. Keep repeating that and do say about three to five rounds depending on your fitness level. How do I choose the exercises or how exactly would I program it? So if I want a little longer workout, I think of two lower body exercises, two upper body exercises, two core exercises or ab exercises and a couple of uh, cardio or full body exercises. So let me give you an example. Um, say for the cardio and uh, full body, I choose skipping and burpees. For the lower body, you could go for glute bridges and lunges. For the upper body, you can go for tricep dips and maybe rows. And for abs and core, you could go for a plank hold and um, leg raises or reverse crunches. Um, I would program, say, an, an upper body exercise, a lower body exercise, then a cardio, and then an upper body, lower body, cardio, and core. Something like that, where I don't put two high-intensity uh, high exercises together. And then I do them for time, or I do them for uh, rounds. Now, another thing, if you want to elevate or make an exercise more difficult, I'd give you a few simple tools. So say you have a squat. You either add, of course, you add weight to it, so you can add dumbbells to it, or you can add a barbell to it. You either make it a plyometric exercise, which means you add a jump to it, so you make it into jump squats, 
or you add a stability or balance or single leg aspect to it which means you do a single leg squat or a pistol squat you can add an odd object to it so just any odd object you have can vary the exercise so there are many ways to make the same exercise difficult uh, but I think your base should involve a push movement a pull movement a hip dominant um, a rotational movement a hinge so you have to work on every aspect of your body especially if you're a novice and not just focus on you know oh I want uh, I want uh, smaller hips so I will just keep doing glute bridges and then running all day or I want to just work on my stomach so I'll be doing thousand crunches a day that's not the way to do it uh, just work on your upper body with tricep dips with rows with pull-ups if you have access to a bar uh, with push-ups work on your lower body with lunges glute bridges squats um, work on the core and abs with your plank holds with your reverse crunches with your leg raises and of course uh, you have your cardio moves and you have your full body moves like the burpees the skipping the high knees so just mix and match uh, so you won't, it won't get monotonous and you won't be bored. And of course, the most important rule, which a lot of us, especially who work out at home, tend to neglect, forget, or avoid on purpose, is flexibility and mobility and stretching routine. So just a simple rule, your dynamic-based stretches, which means your movement-based stretches, are done pre-workout. And your static stretches, which is your holes, are always done post-workout. So your pre-workout stretching could include exercises like arm circles, inchworms, leg swings. Whereas your post-workout stretching would be the holes. So your heel-to-butt quad stretch hold or your tricep hold. Just be aware of that and make sure you don't miss your stretching routine pre- and post-workout. Well, Hannah, that session has been truly insightful and motivating. I hope listeners are able to gather cues from your points and take health and fitness more seriously and to not have this as a resolution, but an integral part of their daily schedule. Any closing comments for the listeners? Thank you so much, Roshan. I think it's been an absolute pleasure. And uh, I'd like to say just one thing, actually two. Firstly, if uh, you are newly getting into exercising fitness, choose something that you like so there are a lot of options it could be from if you're if you like dancing there's zumba if you like uh, boxing and martial arts and something to take out that inner warrior in you you could go for a les mills body combat you can go for mma you can go for boxing if you just like your own space you could go for runs you could do cardio um, strength training of course is always an option if you like an amalgamation of everything there's a crossfit functional training, circuit training. So when you're newly starting out, I think it's better you choose something that you like. Of course, hiring a coach will help you streamline your programming according to what you need as well. Um, but stay consistent with whatever you choose. Don't take fitness as a quick fix. Um, always work on your strength, your stamina, your flexibility more than just the aesthetics trust me the aesthetics will follow i am an example i used to weigh 90 kgs like i said 
I'm approximately 50 kgs today. But I think um, managing to get that first pull up is way more satisfying than seeing one kg drop on the scale. Because if you manage the pull ups progressively, that scale will drop in any way. And one last thing, um, instead of looking at your weight, please always, it's better to monitor your fat percentage because your weight might not drop or may increase sometimes if you're gaining muscle. But gaining muscle is a good thing, especially you women out there. You are not going to get bulky. You are just going to be stronger and look leaner and more defined. But your fat percentage is what you need to look at, not your weight. And your progress in fitness is more important than your scale. For all you listeners out there, make fitness a part of your daily routine and lifestyle. Enjoy it rather than taking it as a burden. And just see how far you can get. Thank you so very much. Thank you so much for being on the show, Hannah. Have a great day. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Shift Left. I look forward to your feedback and questions on the episode. Do leave a voice message on the podcast and I will definitely get back to you. Don't forget to share this episode with your friends and your loved ones.